done. The weather is killing me. Trying not to sniffle, but I keep sniffling. <laughs> the calendar flips and suddenly you're going to be the most amazing, perfect human and then go back in the cupboard and eat more of the Christmas cookies. So. <laughs> exactly. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicola Skino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, Nicole is back and it's our first episode of 2018 season two of spark we will find out how mom life has been going for her and since it's our first official episode of 2018 we will discuss ways to make sure that you kick some serious booty this year welcome back my long lost soul sister how are you Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Like, I've obviously been podcasting with guests, which has been really fun. And, but it's just not the same. And then I noticed when we got on Skype that we hadn't Skyped since July 16th of last year. I know it's crazy town, but you and your guests have been entertaining me and Fiona. So we have appreciated it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm glad that you could listen to us and. Get some inspiration on the other side. We'll get. Oh, yes. We're pumped to be back and back in action. And I've seriously missed podcasting. I know. It's funny because January, for those of you that don't know, I own a yoga studio, Yoga Sport Dallas. And Nicole used to be my full time manager. And now she's momming. And we're still doing the podcasting and the coaching stuff together. But I was just thinking, like, it is so insane in January, February for the yoga studio that like, I don't have time to podcast and this and that and that I thought it was going to be like stressful and that I wasn't going to want to do it. And as soon as I started creating the outline, I was like, this gives me so much energy. I'm so pumped, you know? <laughs> oh, man, it totally does. Me too. It gets me like back in the vibe. And I'm just excited to start everything again. And I need some adults. So I'm excited. <laughs> oh, girl, I know. So to our listeners, like, because well, I guess when this airs, it'll be mid January. But of course, in the coaching, world. We have to talk about New Year's resolutions and goals and all that. We'll talk about it in a fun way. I find it to be exciting and empowering. Like I never dread this time of year. And so I will hopefully be able to give you guys some tips to feel the same way. But, you know, I think like it just reminded me like go towards things that give you energy, you know? And so like whenever you go through your day and your week this week, just like pay attention to the things you get pumped for. And sometimes it is something you think you're going to dread. But then when you get started, you're like, oh my gosh, I love this. You know, sometimes like a lot of people say that about their yoga practice. They're like, oh, I kind of dread coming. And then as soon as I get on my mat, I'm like, oh my gosh, why was I fighting being here? You know? Exactly. It's like this refreshing moment, like a restart for me. So ugh, I just that's what I need. That's what I want. That's what my body craves. And in January, it's just amplified. So I'm, I'm amped to get it all going. Yes. Okay. So I think we did this once when Sarah co-hosted last year. So we've always done our sucky moment of the week and had our sucky scale. And then we decided to add, so some weeks we'll do brilliant moment of the week and some 
weeks will still do sucky because that's just the way it is. I thought it'd be really fun to start with a brilliant moment of the week. And here is our brilliant scale. One, two. Three, four. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Five. All right, Nicole. So you're up for brilliant moment. What is the rating of this brilliant moment? I'm giving this one a big five. Ooh, a big five. Okay, I want to hear about it. I mean, I think I can guess, but... (laughs) It was sort of a big moment, but our sweet little Fiona, which that's baby E's name now, if you didn't know already, her name is actually Fiona. She made her grand entrance a little ahead of schedule. She came on August 21st, and it was just hands down the coolest moment ever that I've been a part of. But the day was made even more special because August 21st was the day of that big solar eclipse that was huge, really visible in the United States. And she came literally during the time the solar eclipse was happening. And so, yeah, that is my huge moment. So it made it more special. One, Fiona was coming. Two, the solar eclipse was happening, which just made it such a cool story. And then Fiona had a very quick exit. So that was super awesome, too. (laughs) Uh, Amen, Mama. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you tell them about her middle name. Oh, yes. And so Fiona literally did not get her name. We decided on her name the day before she came, her first name. We decided on Fiona. We had nothing for the middle name, nothing that we could agree on. So it was so funny. And then I went into labor the following day and it was a solar eclipse. And we were like, okay, we need to tie these two together because this is going to be like a monumental story for her. And so we ended up looking up all the different words for sun, solar, different things we could come up with. And Vic found the name Soleil, which is French for sun. And so her name is Fiona Soleil Esquino. Oh, which is so beautiful. It's so cool. And um, I always think of that. Well, I used to speak French and use Soleil, but I also always think of Punky Brewster, which I think is way, you're way too young. But <laughs> no, I, I know Punky Brewster. I do know her. Like Vic you do? even told me. Yes. Uh-huh. I watched her when I was really little and Vic watched, uh, well, Vic's older than me. So he was a little more familiar, but he was like, oh, this is totally Punky Brewster's name. <laughs> yeah. Soleil Moonfry. That's her name. And I remember yeah. thinking like, that is the weirdest name, but um Yeah, as an adult, I get the Soleil thing. So, oh, that's so cool. And tell them how early she was. She was almost a whole month. So we were like three weeks and six days. Crazy town. So a month early. Yeah. I remember we had had lunch like your last day. Like You had gone part time to train Katie, the new manager. And Mm -hmm. we went for lunch. It was like our last team AN, we call it, which I have to say, I was looking at all these notes yesterday and I saw team AN and I'm like, Everyone just thinks that's Angela and Nicole because those are our names. But what's Mm -hmm. really crazy, you guys, is that 
Nicole's name is also Angela Nicole, and so is mine. So my middle name's Nicole, and her first name's Angela. So it's really crazy because... So weird. <laughs> yeah. So people, you know, it's like Team AN, like, yeah, that makes sense, Angela and Nicole. But it's like, no, we're both Angela and Nicole. Like, that is so weird. <laughs> we will answer to either one you say. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I grew up as Nikki, so my brother still calls me Nikki. But it um, it's funny because we always call each other soul sisters. And I'm like, I remember when you, this is kind of an aside, but when you applied for the job, Shannon, who was... I think she was managing at the time or she was teaching part-time managing. I'm not sure. Out on maternity leave with Luke, my first baby. And she was interviewing and she she texts me and she goes, oh my gosh, this is so meant to be. I can't even stand it. Do you know what Nicole's first name is? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, her name is Angela Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, oh, so exciting. So exciting. Okay. So I don't even know that we really need an inspired action from that, but I imagine there is There's so much from that. So what's your biggest takeaway? So my biggest takeaway for anything in any moment is to honor and celebrate every single moment, big and small. So Fiona coming was like a huge moment, but there was all these other little moments that were happening like right after she was born. And when she came out, I was just like, ugh, like everything slowed down. And it was like, seriously, take the time to honor every moment, big and small, and then lots of deep breaths go with each one in between. (laughs) Girl... (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more in another episode. We might have to have Sarah Sarah Reardon back on (laughs) to talk about birth and all of the after stuff. But um, yes. uh, Well, congratulations. We're so excited for you. And now she's four months, right? Yes, she's four months to let's four months and some change. But yes, growing. We went to the doctor yesterday. She is 16 pounds, dude. What? Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Little bugs. Mm-hmm. That's what I call all the kiddos. Little bugs. All right. So we're going to take a little break and just really briefly remind you guys or introduce you guys to an online program that we have that I think is amazing because I created it. <laughs> um, but it it's is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's great. I'm amazing. You should do it. No. Um, it's called Spark. So if you go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and you click on Work With Me, there's two different paths. One is personal coaching and one is Spark. And we'll talk more about the personal coaching another time. But the Spark program is just a really simple way. It's self-guided and you can do it online and you can do it from wherever. It's really kind of all-encompassing. It's an amazing way to start your year. But we work on like really getting a hold of like what's happening with your diet, with your your time, you know, what kind of goals do you want to set? Each day I teach you an exercise to relax. It's called stress less. And then we do inspired actions. And it's really fun. It's really uplifting. And I think it's a really great way, like I said, to start the year. So it's normally $4.97. And right now it's on the website for $2.99. So we're running a New Year's special. So it's definitely a great time to do it. But if it's one of those things, I know a lot of people have said, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. It's just time. So do it. Exactly. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Just do it. All right. So our topic for the day, the major topic has to be New Year's resolutions, goals, all those things, because hello, we're a coaching company. And that's what we do. We inspire. And so we do it all year round. But I mean, it's January. So we're called on a bigger level to discuss it. First thing I want to say is a lot of people kind of dread it. And they're like, I don't set a New Year's resolution, which is totally cool. I mean, there's no need. And I don't even like 
Well, I don't mind the word resolution at all because it doesn't have a negative connotation for me, but I've noticed with a lot of my clients, it does. And so I think sometimes it can be this sort of like pressured expectation, like the calendar flips and suddenly you're going to be the most amazing, perfect human and your fantasy self. And it's like completely unrealistic and sets you up to be disappointed in yourself and then go back in the cupboard and eat more of the Christmas cookies. So... (laughs) Right. I mean, so how have you felt like in the past pre yoga coaching kind of stuff about resolutions? Yeah, I don't know that I've loved the word resolution. To me, I kind of associated it with like it's imminent failure at some point because you're going to give (laughs) up on it. You know what I mean? I think that's how a lot of people are with it. So I think I came around to the words resolution goals and that kind of thing when I started in the yoga world, because it's okay to fail at these kinds of things and then just restart. Like it's not that big a deal. Like you can fail fail and it not be the end all be all of kind of things. So I think now I have a much better relationship with the word knowing that going in, here's my goal. If something goes wrong, we just restart again. Yes. And I think that's actually an incredibly important point we've talked about in the past that you actually have to fail. You will fail, right? Like there's never going to be a perfect everything ever. It just doesn't exist. So I mean, even the most disciplined people who don't have trouble with goals are going to have an off day or going to be on vacation or something, right? So as Dr. Eric Janagi, who I've had on the podcast in the past, who specializes in behavioral change, he talks about, I don't know if he says get comfortable with failing, but it's like that's part of the process is actually to get used to it. And so, yeah, like I actually much more comfortable with failing than I used to be because I used to think it was like it's either good or bad. And it's like for him, he's like failing isn't a bad thing. It's just you notice it, you get good at then coming back from it. So I think that's an awesome perspective. Mm -hmm. I like that too, because that means it's not over. It's not over, like just because you failed one time. Yeah. And also, like, we just have such an interesting view of failure and what it means. So sometimes for certain people, depending on how they think and what works for them, I'll just take that word out completely. I'll just say, let's not even operate from that place of failure. It could be setback. It could be whatever. You know, I don't mind the word failure personally. It doesn't like have this hold on me. But just like anything, you want to do what works. So like if a word or a concept doesn't work for you, find something that does. So, okay, so there's two things that I think are really cool and really easy for you to do with resolutions. So the first one, this one I actually came up with this year, and I don't know that I came up with the best word, but I'm calling it the unresolution. And I I really don't think un is the best. So if anyone has better ideas, please shoot me an email, Angela at Angela Wagner Coaching. But the idea is that you choose something that you already kick butt at. And you focus some time and attention on it. Because we, generally speaking, are all about what can I change? What am I not doing what I want to be doing and or doing well? Or, you know, we think of this, what am I failing at? I've gained all this weight. I am not working out. I'm yelling at my kids. I'm, you know, whatever it is. But there's so many things we do really well that we don't even acknowledge. I do this all the time in yoga. I'm like, you guys acknowledge like what you're doing on your mat, in your body, the fact that you're here. So What we want you guys to do is choose one thing that you're really good at. Like you're just like, I am good at that, you know, and write it down and honor it like it's a resolution. So whatever you do for your resolutions, whether it's like put on a post-it or stick it in your car, put it on your mirror or whatever. I want you to like write it out or make it your screenshot for, you know, your, what do you call that background? (laughs) Yeah, your desktop or your screensaver or any of those things. But to remind yourself, because I think that's really important for us to 
realize that yes, we are always growing, but we're also doing amazing things. Exactly. Like you're already awesome. Yeah. So what's your, what's your unresolution? So my unresolution is meal planning. I can honestly say I am the bomb.com at meal planning. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just a fact, but it's also, that is the thing when I was like talking to my mom and my sister about Christmas presents this year, they honestly, that's what they told me they wanted. They were like, I want you to sit down and meal plan with me. And I was like, yes. Uh, yeah, well, they actually asked you to do some other things, but we'll talk about that in another yes. episode. <laughs> yeah, you got hired to do a lot of stuff for your family, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been channeling you because the kids, so they were in school three days a week, and we have to pack their lunches. And it's the one time I can completely control what they eat. Like, I mean, obviously, I can control it at night, but I don't have to fight about it. Like, I just send it and <laughs> that's it. Mm, and exactly. so, yeah, so I bought some extra little containers and... Now they're going four days a week. They just started. Today is the first day that it's the first day. Oh, how day. exciting. I know. It's kind of crazy, but we just, with our family schedules and everything, moved around. So my mother-in-law couldn't take them on Fridays anymore. So I was like, oh, gosh, how is this going to go? And because Luke knows the days. And so he knows, like, Friday's granny day. But he didn't freak out today. So I don't know that he quite figured out that it was like an extra school day. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but anyway, go to school. <laughs> yeah. So going back to the meal planning, I, John and I on Monday, like planned it all, but we still didn't get, I still had to order more like little containers. So I was, you know, we're trying to simplify, we're trying not to buy stuff, but I'm like, no, this is a must. This is necessity to have enough containers so that on Monday I can meal plan and have every lunch ready to go. I just got goosebumps from that. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a meal planning nerd right there. But I did. I love it. (laughs) So I'll take a photo and post it on social when we put this out because, well, one, because I'm obsessed with these new little containers that I have. They're so cute and they're colorful and they're awesome and they're glass and there's like nothing bad in them for kids. But so anyway, I've been channeling you. Love it. (laughs) How is that going with baby? Is that changed at all? Uh, definitely has. It has taken a more flexible turn, I will say, but it is still like it's still something I sit down and do. I plan for the whole week for me, for Vic, for Caleb, and it's still a very important part, but it does look a little bit different, as does everything post baby. <laughs> right. Well, so let's actually talk about that a little bit. Let's go on a little little bit of a tangent about kind of how your world has changed. <laughs> how has oh. it not changed? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It has changed in ways I couldn't even imagine. So I am no longer at the studio. That's my first big change. Um, I'm still, I know, sad face. I miss my people. I miss my yogis. But I am full-time. Do you miss your practice? You have to miss your practice. Oh, in so many ways. And I miss the hot room like nobody's business. It's not the same here at home when it's, especially when it's just cold outside. But so I miss all my people. So I'm excited to be connecting with them through the podcast now. So that's neat. I'm here at the house full time with little Miss Fiona and we party all day long. So yeah, life is totally different and you're going to notice my accent will be much heavier now that I'm not spending the majority of my days with my Dallas yogis. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I noticed that like whenever you're with your family um, mm-hmm. and we talk, like it's so funny to me because you have like a pretty thick accent that comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so now I, yeah. <laughs> you're going to hear it a lot more heavily now, especially on podcast days because on podcast days, that's when Nanny, my mom is here and she has Fiona in the other room. And so if she's been with me all the past couple of days, so the accent is very thick when she's in town. <laughs> 
It's so funny how that comes back. So I grew up in Chicago and had a really, my whole family had a really thick Chicago accent. And then when I was in seventh grade, we moved to a suburb of Boston and everyone there made fun of me. And you know, seventh grade, everyone makes fun of everyone. And then mm-hmm. I was the new kid too. So they, I remember them, I'd be like, you know, in the gymnasium and they'd be like, say popcorn, say popcorn. And I'd be like, popcorn, whatever. What I can't even do it anymore. And they would just laugh and they thought it was so funny. So I unlearned that accent so fast. I can't even tell you. And now I can't even mock a Chicago accent. Isn't that funny? That's crazy. Yeah, mine is mine just slowly evolved after being in Dallas for so many years. It didn't sound the same. And when I would go home to see my parents, my parents would notice that I was talking different. But then I would come back from seeing my parents and then the people here would be like, you're talking different. It was so weird. I can't even hear the difference now. Yeah. But you will definitely hear it from me. There's a much longer I sound. So anytime I say something like, right, you'll hear it. <laughs> oh, I hear it. When you had the baby, I heard it all the time because you were really tired. So it just was it was like, really out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so great. Oh, okay. So my unresolution is, so it's kind of tied into the next thing we're going to talk about. So one of the things that I love to do in my job is empower others. And so in my yoga life and world at the studio, I ran or I'm running a 300 hour training. So when you get certified as a yoga teacher, most people go through a 200 hour training. And then you can take an additional 300 hours to become 500 hours certified. So that's like the highest level of training in the yoga world. And so I'm running the 300 hour. And so my whole like fall was about this intensive. And then now this like first six of the month, six months of the year is me really empowering them. So I'm teaching like the beginner series, I'm teaching all these things, and they're apprenticing it, and then they're going to like take it on themselves. So it's been really fun. And it's one of those things where part of me, like my ego is like still always attached to the work, yet I love empowering others. So it's like, I have to sometimes remind myself like, this is what I'm doing. And this is the why behind it and really like love and letting go. And so that gives me freedom, which I desperately need. (laughs) Yes. And I think it's just so cool how you empower others. Like it's an incredible thing. Like the person who it's happening to, they don't even know it's happening until it's like already done. It's really cool. But I just love seeing supporting other people, you know, magical powers. It is. It's the (laughs) magical power of Angela. She has no idea when it's even happening either. It just kind of like magically forms, but it is very cool to watch. So I can't wait to see what comes out of all these people. Yeah, you're so sweet. Yeah, I'm very honored to do the work. And I definitely feel called. It's funny, I'm not religious. And but I guess I'm sort of spiritual. I don't know. I don't even like those words. Because again, they can mean so many different things. But I definitely feel called to that work, you know, and I think like, and maybe it goes back to the whole thing I was talking about in the beginning is like, what gives you energy. So for me, it's like, like, I really feel I don't know, I feel like I'm at home. For sure. I think you definitely found your world in the coaching for sure. Oh, Love it. Okay, so that goes into the second thing. So this is something we've been doing for a long time. And so there's a lot of different ways to do goals and resolutions. And you've probably heard them all. But my favorite, and I've been using this with the studio, the staff and myself, probably about the past three years that you choose one word. 
And the reason I love this is because it drills it down to something so basic and simple. And then from that, you can grow your goals, like you can create the goals, but you want to think about like, what is it that I want to be about this year? So like, like, what was yours last year? Last year, my word was uh, joy. Oh, yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. before, the year before, it was what? It was adventure. And then the year before that, before I took the job working with you, it was bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, when you're doing energy exchange. Okay, yeah. Yes. So, and did you feel like by, at the end of the year, you were still really present to that word? Oh, yes. By the end of the year, what's so funny is me and Evelyn even talked about it at the end of that first year. I had at that point started working for you, had become the manager. And she's like, you have totally owned your word bold at the very beginning. So I think that the single word, it was very prevalent. Like I'm well aware of what my word is. Ah, that is so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the studio, I pick a word for like the vision of the studio for the year. So last year we did give. And so we, we did like three events that were all around giving to the bigger community, to each other, all that stuff. The year before was community. And this year it's connection. So everything that we, all our goals will be around that idea. And it's just so nice because, and this is something that those of you that like work with teams or your managers, it's an awesome thing to do because it gives everyone this kind of focus. You know, you're like, okay, we're all going towards this one thing. And so whenever like we deal with clients, it's like, are we in connection? Are we connecting to them? Or are we just in a transaction of an email, right? So, okay, have we asked about their kid? Do we know anything about them, right? So it gives you all these different things to think about versus just kind of going on your daily tasks. And then what John and I did, so we started last year as we do one as a couple for the family. So ours last year was minimize. And we took that on. And especially towards the end of the year was like, hardcore. And this year, ours is us. And so because we I know because Zoe's 20 months, and she's amazing and exhausting. She's spirited. (laughs) She's the spirited child. So she's it's a lot. And then Lucas three and a half. So you know, we just have we have a lot going on. And so the last, you know, three and a half, four years have been all about the kids. And so we're really going to be working towards shifting back to getting us to be the priority. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. But my word for the year is freedom or it's really free. So I'm, I'm studying a lot. I'm going to be educating you guys through the podcast and other ways. Um, I'm studying a lot about toxins and the environment and I don't want to get into it. it. Sounds boring. I'll get into it another time. It's actually really, <laughs> really exciting and empowering. But part of the clean out and the clutter stuff that we're working on in my house is that we're getting free of toxins, which is a big undertaking and it's going to probably take the whole year to kind of do it. And then also, this is what ties into the empowering thing is that the empowerment of others is giving me freedom. So stepping away from doing all the trainings and all of the things and giving me time to do this work. Oh, yours has like triple meaning there. I love it. Oh, yeah. Usually like, so that's what's cool about the word is you can think about like, okay, why am I drawn to this word? You don't want to just be like, oh, my word is happy. And then you're like, well, I just want to be happy. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad word. It could be the word, but you want to think about what specifically do you want to be happy in? So like mine's free and it's like, okay, free, free freedom in my job, free of, you know, toxins in my home, free of, you know what I mean? So then that's where the word then becomes more like goals, right? Yes. Yes. It's much more powerful. That makes me view my word a little bit differently. I love it. My word is flexible. And so now after hearing yours, I have a whole new view on flexible. So (laughs) originally when I wrote it, I was thinking about, I'm trying to get back to my yoga practice 
at home now. And I was thinking, okay, I definitely want physically to be more flexible after having had the baby and all that stuff and being pregnant. I'm ready to like find my own body again. But also I think it's flexible in everything. Like my routines have totally changed with Fiona, the way we do, I think allowing some flexibility around all of that. Cause I can be super rigid because I'm a a rule follower and I can be very strict to those. And I think allowing some flexibility in there is going to be a big deal for me as you know, we keep doing this whole momming thing. So yeah, my word's going to be flexible in all aspects. It's funny because when you sent me your word, I just assumed it was flexible with life, like not about your physical body at all, just because of the baby. So that's really funny. I was like, oh, that's so fitting, you know, and that's what's cool about the word for the year, because depending on where you are in your life, like you things can really shift, right? So it's not necessarily going to be always the same thing. And then it kind of takes away that pressure to be like, I need to do this very specific goal. And I do love smart goals. So we'll put in the show notes Lindsay can do. So Lindsay Rose is going to be taking over for Sarah Mari for our show notes and everything. And Sarah is going on that big hike, as she's talked about before. So we'll <laughs> check in with her. I know. We'll check in with her before she goes. We'll, we'll get her on the podcast. But So we'll have Lindsay list what SMART goals are. I think they're really useful, but some people can feel kind of caged by them. So again, like pick your word and then think of a few ways that it branches off. Like what specifically does that do? And then if you want to go that step further and create a SMART goal for each, you can, you know, and that might really work. But like, for example, one of the years, my word was ease. And so it's kind of like in a way similar to your flexible, like I'm very rigid. We're both very similar in that way. And so- Mm I don't allow myself much ease and then had babies and it was like, whoa, you can't like, I can't even function the way I used to with that Mm -hmm. attitude. It just doesn't work with kids. No. So anytime I felt stuck or stressed or anxious, I would just immediately presence my word and I'd be like, okay, what is the way that will make this the most easeful? And I'll tell you nine times out of 10, that thought changed my decision and what I was going to do. Yes, I love that. I think that is definitely I'm going to need to harness that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. So you can just like, because you're going to go into your patterns, right? And you're going to be kind of like fighting being flexible. Mm -hmm. And then you'll go, okay, flexible, just presence it. And so that's where this I think it's really important. This is to me, a key part of this process is that you have to make your word visual, like you have to put it somewhere you're going to see. So one of my favorite things is uh, with lipstick, or you can do it with a marker, marker just comes off of mirrors, but like in your mirror in the morning, and just keep it I kept it there all year for a year. Post it. I'm also a big post it fan, but wherever you go all the time and you see it, because if you don't, people will go, Oh, I forgot my word was and then it's like, what's the point of it? Right. Totally. And honestly, when I would see my word, because I'm a big sticky note fan too, when I would see my word, I would instantly take a deep breath just seeing it. And it was like a restart for me. Whatever my word was that year, it would honestly every time make me take a deep breath and then boom, restart. Yeah. And what we've done in the past, we're not doing it this year at our team summit, but I really like it is we would print out the word real big on a piece, just a regular piece of like cardboard paper. And then we did like a vision board all around it. And so for the last couple of years, you know, I had like a vision board with the word in the middle that I would keep up. And we're just doing something different this year, but just make it simple and like basically whatever inspires you. So, all right. So your try this, you can guess is to create an unresolution and a word for 2018, write it down and display it and own it and own it. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, send us 
what it is because we'd love to share with you guys. So you can either email Angela at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com or we love Instagram and we're just like ramping up our Instagram big time this year. So Coach A Wags, we're going to probably be changing that handle, but that's what it is right now. Or on Facebook, same Coach A Wags right now. And you can post what your word is or tag us and let us know because it'd be so much fun to share and see what you guys are up to. Totally. And that's how we empower each other is when I know your word, I can help you. Like I can support you through your word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Nicole, why don't you finish us with a shout out? Okay, so my shout out is to all of the labor and delivery nurses on the planet. You are amazing human beings. And I hope people tell you that daily. <laughs> I've never met such an inspired and selfless group of people and honestly don't think I could have made it through my delivery without the, I had like three different labor and delivery nurses come through and wow, I could not do that job, but you guys are amazing. I totally second that. When I saw that in the notes, I put OMG yes in caps. (laughs) Yes, that is not an easy job. Like I feel like it takes a very special kind of person to do that. But oh man, they made it such a much better experience than it could have been because it's terrifying. And then to have somebody there who's just like, all right, let's do this. You know, it was amazing. (laughs) I agree. I mean, they really are amazing. And I did the VBAC, which is you know, the vaginal after cesarean, which is kind of rare. We've talked about it in a past episode. And mm-hmm. I literally felt like they were putting like my like pom poms, like team jersey. I mean, they were like, oh my God, she's doing a feedback. And like they made me think, feel like I was like the most like badass person ever. Like it was so cool. And I'm like, you don't really do anything differently. It's just that a lot of people don't do the feedback, right? But it's not like I was doing anything amazing. It's just that I chose to do that. So Mm-hmm. It was so great. And then after um, it worked and, you know, Zoe came out, they were all like, oh, my gosh, like a couple of them were like, you're my first feedback. Yay. Oh, it was like, we, I love it's it. like we all got this trophy. <laughs> I know. I was like, I couldn't imagine like how much energy and all that like is required during library. I was like, you do this more than once a day sometimes. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Well, I remember talking to Tracy, who's one of our yoga students, who was my doctor for Zoe. And, you know, as she's like stitching me up or talking, and I was like, I can't believe you do this every day, all the time. Like, this is the most like, and I was in tears. And I was all like, you know, so happy. It was so cool. And I was like, I can't believe that this is like what your job is. Does it ever get old? And she's like, never. The amount of adrenaline that happens in that room is insane. Yeah, I can't even but you're right. I mean, because imagine (laughs) that being your job every day, like that's intense. I know. How do you come down from that? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be jazzed all day long. It'd be crazy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. Yes. So big shout out to labor and delivery nurses. You are amazing. Okay, so one last uh, mention of Spark Program for you guys is to just really do something like do something for yourself, something you if you've been listening to this podcast for a year, and you're like, yeah, I should do something when you do something more structured, and you really take care of yourself in that way versus just kind of listening to a podcast or, you know, watching a show, it really that's where the change happens, right? So, so do it, AngelaWagnerCoaching.com, go to work with me and click on Spark. We have um, a New Year's special. It's limited time. It's going to go down probably in a couple weeks. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please go on your computer and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us out and share the episode with friends. You can find the show notes, blog posts, all the goodies at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And right now you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A Wags. Please share suggestions, comments, pictures, and questions with us on social media. 
Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.